0: Victor I. Stoichita, Université de Fribourg and former Edmund J. Safra visiting professor at the National Gallery of Art discusses Bartolomé Esteban Murillo's Two Women at a Window, which is dated circa 1655 to 1660. Stoichita considers Murillo's Two Women at a Window in terms of the artist's preoccupation with two relationships that between the private space depicted in the painting and the public space of the beholder and that of the viewer and the viewed. Murillo's painting in oil on canvas measures about four feet tall by three and a half feet across. It shows two women who seem to gaze directly out at the viewer through an open window. One, the older of the two, stands half-hidden behind a shutter to the left, and a younger woman, seated to the right, leans her elbows on the windowsill. The women are illuminated by the natural light entering the window and shown against a dark, nearly black background that recedes behind them, creating the impression that they look out into a public space, perhaps a street from an interior room. The windowsill stretches across the canvas near the bottom of the composition. The edge of the casement to the right and the shutter to the left enclose the scene on either side. The standing woman appears to be opening or closing the shutter, with the fingers of her left hand curled around its edge. Her bent left arm is clad in a billowing white sleeve rolled up to the elbow and the rest of her body and costume are hidden behind the shutter or lost in shadow. A white cloth covers her dark brown hair. She holds the end of the headscarf with her other hand and draws it over her nose and mouth. She seems to smile behind the drawn scarf, her dark eyebrows arched over similarly dark eyes that crinkle at the corners. The younger woman rests her left forearm on the windowsill, parallel to the picture plane. The elbow of her other arm also rests there, and she props her chin in her closed right hand. Her gleaming, mahogany-brown hair is pulled back to frame a fresh face with a peachy complexion. Rose-pink lips curve upward in a smile below a button nose, and dark eyes framed by delicate brows. Two crimson flecks on the right side of her head could be a bow or ribbons holding her hair in place. The younger woman's corseted dress has ivory-colored, blousy sleeves gathered at the elbows. The shallow V of the neckline drops slightly off her shoulders. The bodice has a narrow black border along its top edge where it stretches across her décolleté and a small scarlet bow at the bottom of the V. The painting has a carved wooden frame about four inches wide. Much of the frame is painted black, but the innermost molding and stylized leaves and scrolls at the corners and center of each side are gilt. Professor Stoichita stands in the gallery in front of the painting. The walls of the room are painted beige, above white marble wainscoting. The other paintings in the gallery vary in size and show religious and genre scenes and portraits.
1: The first time uh, I visited uh, the National Gallery, I went to the gallery and at a certain moment I had the impression that a painting is speaking to me. It was this painting. Well, I think all paintings have this capacity to begin a dialogue. But in this case, it was something special. And it was a starting point for uh, many, many years' uh, research and. Uh, thinking about Murillo and uh, especially about uh, this painting. When I was invited as a Safra professor, it was obvious that this would be my painting and I was very happy to be able to analyze it closer. There are two kinds of analysis. The first one is watching, thinking about the painting, uh, also to integrate the work in the context of the Spanish painting, uh, Murillo's work and so on. This is the first level maybe. and the second one, and this second level was my huge opportunity at CASFA, at the National Gallery, to link this uh, academic questioning. It was opportunity to touch the painting, uh, to move it in the lab, to speak with uh, other specialists, uh, especially uh, concerning the materiality uh, of the work, to go through the files of the painting. And so uh, this second uh, level was essential uh, in order to understand it better. A concrete analysis of the painting gave me the possibility to confirm my first interpretation. I developed thought about the framing, uh, window, uh, painting frame, uh, gaze, uh, uh, presentation of uh, two uh, characters. And I was extremely interested in the laboratory when I saw the X-radiographies of the painting uh, with Pentimenti. Uh, And I realized that exactly these problems of uh, framing and displaying of the painting were worked and overworked, if I can say, uh, by Murillo itself. It was, uh, for example, the window shutter and the window sill A windowsill uh, is uh, an addition, hmm? and uh, of course it is an addition. With a free eye, it's impossible to see it. Uh, The fact that uh, the windowsill is an addition is one element more in order to understand this work as a demonstration piece hmm? of uh, a framing and of a dialogue between two framed figures and uh, a, a beholder. Another example is the erotic character of the young woman in the window. In the laboratory, it, uh, it was obvious that the décolleté was one of the parts of the painting that Murillo uh, painted twice or three times, uh, uh, so that uh, the body of the young girl, this is the main character, result more as an incarnation of desire and an object of desire. It is a painting about the city. And uh, I think it's a painting uh, about uh, the relationship between privacy and uh, uh, public space. Uh, So this is a painting that shows a window. We can only guess the room behind the window, a dark room, but we are aware the painting is opening from a private uh, space to a public one. The beholder is occupying a a public room, uh, a street, uh, no gallery. Mm -hmm. She has to make a link between his own public sphere and the private one uh, of the painting.